0: wrestling industry is based on babyfaces versus heels. But there is a third, less discussed type of person. Legitimate criminals hiding under the cover of kayfabe. Only one team is capable of bringing these criminals to light and attempting to find justice. This is the pro-wrestling.cool crime blocker. Dumb shoes, one and all. Welcome to ProWrestling.Crime for another edition of the ProWrestling.Cool Crime Blotter. Today's case: Court Bowers' Brash Crusade. I'm your host, John Gavrik Maxwell, joined by my fellow detectives, uh, Oscar Bernard. Hello. And Ashley Rogers. Hello. What's what's going on, y'all? It's I guess we're doing a Casual Friday. Yeah. I wasn't gonna call it that, but I mean. Since it's actually probably gonna come out on a Friday. Hey, we're doing casual Fridays again or something. I'm down you know,
1: look, it's been a while since we've done a casual Friday, even longer that we've done it's a casual been... Friday that hasn't been spike based.
0: Ooh. <laughs> I mean look, I'ma be honest, it was I was partially doing this despite Court Bauer, but now I have some feelings about it that we'll get to.
1: Sorry, it's not spite-based against anybody that works for this website.
0: Okay, you got me there. In that case, Oscar, why are we even doing
2: this? All right, th- Ashley, thanks for coming. We'll, we'll see you next time, everybody. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited to be back. It's been a very long time, honestly. Uh, I think the last time I was on here, I was promoting uh, Scowl Mageddon, and that didn't happen thanks, COVID. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yay uh we're hoping to bring it back now that live shows are starting up again but also omicron is a thing so we're figuring uh we're figuring things out we'll figure it out things will be great yeah it's cool how everything sucks again right it's
0: cool COVID's over (laughs) i mean COVID's over for you you
1: didn't have it it's true i didn't have it it's why i have to go back to working in a mall hooray what could possibly go wrong it's not like balls, well, right? I mean, evident, I mean, evidently, um, evidently, given the fact that it's been three scares and nothing's happened, it seems like not a lot can go wrong.
0: So, what you're telling me, Oscar, is that essentially you're invincible. Yes. You know what? I I feel like I should have known this just based on how much you can drink. Bafflingly,
1: it's true, John. One day. And actually, we will hang out and drink brain alcohol and four locos together.
0: I'm looking forward to it. Live on my couch like you keep threatening, coward. I would. This is a direct challenge. This is you know what? You were you said that we weren't doing this to spite someone. Guess what? This is to spite you.
2: Surprise! <laughs> Yay!
0: We oh, did man. it, everybody.
2: <laughs> a pro wrestling dot cool first. <laughs>
1: This is not the first time we've openly been spiteful of someone while they're on the podcast. I, I sat through the 2019 worst of.
0: Hey! I didn't make those jokes on the show. I just texted them, to Owen and you. He's <laughs> yeah. never going to hear this, so I can
1: say that. I love you, Trace. Trace, we love you. We miss you. Please come home.
2: Did, did Trace We're run away? <laughs> I've, I guess away. I've been out of the podcast space for quite a bit of time. So.
1: he he's up he's up he's up north in a farm where oh. he can stream with all the other podcast hosts.
0: Yeah, he can run around in the crew too and play his television games. All he wants, uh,
2: he's he's happy there. Wait, wait, wait. Is he really there, or is this like what you were told by your parents? Uh, like have you? Ever... I mean, look, I don't, look, I, don't I can't. Think, oh, well, well, in well. he's a at a place. farm. He's happy. He's doing the things he loves. hmm. that's why he doesn't yeah, contact ha- you ever. Don't try.
0: <laughs> he's having a good time in Seattle, New Japan. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. You mm-hmm. should go visit it sometime. Get some culture in your goddamn life for once.
1: It's actually surprisingly close to Moscow, New Jersey.
0: I mean, we're basically talking about, like, this, this is basically the map for GTA 6. Hmm. <laughs> they're, they're finally doing the tri-state area, now that they can handle that. Uh, yeah, the three states. Seattle, Japan, and New
1: Jersey.
2: <laughs> yeah, those connected states. <laughs> I just want a GTA that takes place in, like, Indianapolis or, like, a random, like, Idaho. Like, give me, your, <laughs> give me Boise. Boise. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Boise, you cowards. See, I want, I still want,
1: my Canada Grand Theft Auto, and you can San Andreas this shit, and, like, make it the whole country, and rather than the desert, you have Saskatchewan.
0: They also get the Alberta oil fields.
1: Yeah, you get the Alberta oil, well, you see, the Alberta oil fields, that's like, you combine, you combine Alberta and Saskatchewan, they're both desolate wastelands. You know, you have that instead of the Badlands, and then instead of the Vegas Desert, you have, like, the North, so it's just snow.
0: Oscar, what is the GTA Canada equivalent of a man calling you over and over again, demanding that you learn how to fly a plane?
1: (laughs) It's, uh, it's having to sit in a bar while someone tells you how Gary Bettman hates Canada. This sounds like hell. I mean, you know what? You know what, though? fuck you Gary Bettman why does Arizona get to have a team when you know why put more teams in Canada and less teams in the fucking desert
0: look it's hot in the desert you need something to cool it down like an ice hockey rink (laughs) duh you make a good point we're trying to solve global warming here Oscar why don't you think about someone other than yourself for once Look, I
1: just want Hamilton to have a team because Hamilton sucks, and I know that their team would suck.
2: I finally saw Hamilton. It's a uh, pretty okay. Yeah, it's bad to say, Oscar. Don't yeah.
0: don't be mean to me and well, Miranda. <laughs> you don't know that he's a patron.
1: Yeah. Wait, could he write us a song like he wrote like his Jan Six song?
0: No. What?
1: No! If he's a pa- Why? If he's a patron, he should write us a song that's, like, on the level of his January 6th song that he premiered to Nancy Pelosi.
0: I know nothing about you this
2: just, song. I need to Google this you song. You just wanted an excuse what? to talk about <laughs> Randy
0: Rainbow-like things, didn't you?
1: What? Randy Rainbow has not posted like, six months.
0: Yeah, I know. He's a coward.
1: Yeah, fuck that guy. Well, I mean, look, Biden's president, everything's okay. Oh, God.
0: And he got to go on his live tour. Mm-hmm. This is the stupidest intro ever.
2: We're here to talk about
0: the lawsuit. We're MLW suing
2: WWE. Because this shit's fucking crazy. Yeah. I, can I just say... You know, you don't invite me back for a number of other topics. There's so many topics that I could come back for. Oh, you know, like, let's talk about the best wrestling or the worst wrestling of the year. No, Ashley, let's talk about costly litigation. (laughs) Clearly, you are the one that needs to talk about legal issues within professional wrestling companies and business entities. Yeah. Who better but the best? It's true. It's true. So yeah, I feel like we should make this very
0: clear from the beginning here. Uh, yeah, none of us are lawyers. We don't know any law shit. We're just kind of spitballing here. Like, hey, I'll you know I won't sell myself short. I did I did work as a paralegal for like four years, and like I I know a bunch of shit about law because I got a bunch of family that are lawyers and shit. But like, I, I'm not I'm not a lawyer. I didn't go to law school. Don't don't look to me for advice or opinions. I just kind of know some things. I only know music law.
2: I went to school for secondary education, so I can tell you all about the fact that I read the documents. That's about all I know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, look, it's
2: fundamental. So if,
1: if Mm -hmm. Court Bauer, if Court Bauer, well, actually, I mean, hey, you know, this is like music law.
2: (laughs) I'm just going to throw this out. Don't incriminate yourself, friend. (laughs) <laughs> just go ahead and take the ignorance card buddy <laughs> hey
1: i'm not saying i'm not saying i know anything i didn't do well in uh, my law
2: classes <laughs> i was really bad at music law but, <laughs>
0: but i was, I was I, there i wasn't i was pre- present i was really bad but i did
1: spend one class hmm. somehow the conversation turned into a subject i'm an expert on and explained all of the icp joker cards
2: Oh, that see, there you go. There you go. It's pretty good. How to do it to mm-hmm. him? If you're going to come for a juggalo, expect the axe. Well, speaking of expecting the
0: axe, this lawsuit, someone's going to die, and it's probably court power. Sure is. I mean, I will say, like, I did want to come on here and, like, my initial thought and all this is, this is fucking bullshit. Like, I gotta... I want to do a show where we just fucking rag on this guy and, like, his weird shady bullshit. And sure, we're gonna do that. And... And sure enough, having read this lawsuit, this whole complaint that was filed, uh, there's some crazy fucking things in it that we need to talk about because there's some wild fucking statements that they're making about MLW that is someone that has watched it since, like, 2018 and kind of likes it. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I That said, yeah. there are a couple things in this lawsuit that I read and, like, well
2: if they can actually prove that, like that's that's kind of an argu- there's kind of an argument here. Yeah, that was that was sort of what I was reading into it as well, is like, okay, there there are a lot of big statements that are being made. I am curious what evidence they specifically have and who they're going to be able to bring up. It should this actually go to trial, should like they requested, yeah. get a jury for this because this this could be huge if what they are alleging is true uh, and they have people to back that up but Mm -hmm. it it is one of those things where like wow they made some statements that honestly like I I shared in our chat I was amazed that they made those statements in a legal document because that's some shit you cannot specifically like that's some stuff I'm curious how you're gonna prove Um, yeah yeah there's some there's some definitely some charge statements, like
0: hmm. both what they say about WWE and what they say about themselves mm-hmm. that like yeah, you know, there definitely there's a there's something to be said about like uh you you can t- say whatever you want in a complaint, really. You can make whatever claim you want, even if you can't really back it up. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Like you, just because you're filing the complaint, you can do it. And sure enough, this isn't even the fucking craziest complaint I've read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've read way more inflammatory ones than this before. But yeah, there's some there are some strong statements that are being said here.
2: Yeah, uh, I think uh, for me, like a phone call. Oh, sure.
0: God damn it. (laughs) Really? Just ruin the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Sorry. You were saying?
2: Yeah. No, like early on, I forget exactly which uh, clause and subheading it is, but it's like, I think fifth paragraph, uh, there was something that was said by, uh, in the document that said, with the popularity of WWE's programs declining over the last five years, due to, among other things, inferior content... (laughs) Which, I mean, I agree with that statement, but I mean... But also, (laughs) how inferior than some of the
0: stuff MLW's been putting out recently. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, as we'll get to, it's gonna be kind of hard to say that, like, MLW's content is so much better than WWE's. And yeah, obviously that's subjective and everything. But, like, yeah, it's... Kind of the thing, it just comes back to the absolute, like, just the absolute cojones that
2: Court Bauer has to try this. And it was siphoned, like, it, it was siphoned through a lawyer. A lawyer wrote this. A lawyer said, yes, yeah. this is exactly, like, yep, hmm this is how we feel. This is what we we are stating. It's just, like, you are literally putting in a legal document, WWE's product lawyer, is crap. And, like,
0: a lawyer <laughs> like, from, like, wow. a decently... Re- and, like, a lawyer from, like, a decently respected firm, too, mm-hmm. is the thing. It's not just, like, he just found some random person do it. Like, you know, uh, I did looking at, a little bit of looking into um, just uh, Casewoods Benson Torres LLP, the the law firm uh, that Court Bauer has representing him. And, yeah, like, they, you know, they're a pretty, like, high-power firm. Like, mm. you know, they're not – I'm not going to say that they're, like, the biggest firm, but definitely they're probably not going to be running in Court Bauer cheap. And mm. certainly, like – they they kind of have some name considering that like you know they might have been representing uh, personally representing the former president.
2: Ugh. <laughs> Ugh.
0: Yeah, maybe yeah. willing to work with some shady people like say for example uh, Court Bauer, which we'll get to.
2: Oh, this is this is the thing. Like I didn't do any research as to who these other folks are. Really, is that like th- this is a law firm that is represented? And we're talking about the most recent former president, correct? I'm assuming. Yeah, we're talking about Trump. Yeah. Oh, okay. Trump's personal lawyers. Ah, all of this makes me not happy. Okay. Um, (laughs) I mean, I will, I will say it's also fascinating because like Trump named Linda McMahon, you know, they are different entities, they are different humans, they have nothing to do with the legal firms that they work with or don't work with, but it's just, ah, all of that makes, it all of that is so fascinating. Okay. It's so
1: crazy. Look, crazy. look, I think as we learned from dark side of the ring, if Trump actually had Jerry McDevitt representing him, he would have gotten away with a lot
2: more. <laughs> he really would have. Yeah.
1: Like, you know what? That man's evil. that man's an evil motherfucker, but he's a good lawyer.
2: Yeah.
0: He's got the he's got the touch, he's got the power. You got to <laughs> hand it to him.
2: I mean, the, so, the other... yeah. Oh, no, go on. No, I was, I was just going to say the other thing is, like, the, the major thing with any lawsuit, especially at a major corporation, is you have to. you have to know, like, this is going to take a long time. This is going to be drawn out. This is not just going to be a quick boom. Okay. Yay. Now we have money. Like, especially if they choose to fight it. This is going to be a thing that... The, a, their lawyers probably looked at this and said, we can make a lot of money off of this, even if WWE doesn't, even if we lose, we'll probably make a fair amount of money off of this. But, yeah. oh jeez, yeah. jeez, like, yeah, this is, this is... The only I, person I, I feel that's going to come out worse for
1: wear out of this is Corp Bauer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, even if he gets a settlement, which, you know, I feel like is probably what he's fishing for here... Uh, this isn't really gonna work out very well for him, I think. But let's let's give some context here. Uh, yeah, look, everybody out there, you, you know WWE. They're they're the biggest company in wrestling in America and the world. What do you want? MLW though. Um, yeah, they've been around since like 2003. Uh, they basically started as a. Uh, they've really been around that long. Yeah, they went dormant for a very long time. Like, they only really operated in, like, the early 2000s for, like, maybe, like, two or three years uh, before just, like, going dormant again. They basically, they were one of the, they were one of, like, the the few companies that sprung up after ECW folded, uh, trying to basically be the new ECW.
2: Hmm.
0: Had shit like the Extreme
2: Horsemen. So there aren't just four of them. They're extreme of them. Okay. Oh, of course. Exactly. Um, You don't want to beat them
1: on an airplane.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh,
1: boy.
0: (laughs) So they they went dormant for a while. They came back, started, like, basically... uh, They started mostly as, like, a podcast company. Like, doing wrestling podcasts and stuff like that. Um, Then started doing, like, actual shows again in 2017. And I feel like, and, you know, again, this is a lot of speculation on my part, we can't really prove anything, but, like, I feel like a good deal of their money, like, that they've operated on, considering that they don't really seem to be having a lot of big deals or getting a lot of money in, other than, like, selling tickets for shows, is, um, I feel like they're probably getting some money from WWE because here's a weird thing that MLW owned until like two years ago uh they owned the trademark to war games
2: how did wow okay
1: I would I like I knew that they owned it and I would st-
0: I still would love to know how yeah yeah that's the thing is I have no idea how but somehow MLW got the trademark to war games so when triple h decided he really wanted to start doing war games again in nxt they had to pay uh they had to pay court bauer for the right to use it and ultimately they bought the trademark off of him and i want to say like
2: 2019
0: huh
1: yeah Yeah. pretty pretty wild that they would buy the trademark and then not ever once run a real war games match
2: oh man it's uh, honestly like the and and I'm sure we're we're going to get into this a little bit but I know and again I'm only talking about rumors speculation and things that I've heard through a lot of other wrestling media stuff is that, like, for a long time, WWE and MLW were trying to work out some sort of deal to work together in some way, shape, or form, whether it was, like, a feeder system, or whether it mm-hmm. was using their back catalog on the network, or whatever it was. There, was, there were a lot of talks. So it's, it's, it's also just fascinating when something like this pops up, where there is a lawsuit Alleging a lot of shit, and like, because I know we haven't really gotten into the meat of the lawsuit and what is really alleged. But wow, like there is a lot being said. It's they, like these are some like very serious shit being said in this lawsuit.
0: Yeah. Like, and I mean, like... I
1: mean, look, I think that with regards to WWE wanting that relationship, I wonder if they contacted. I wonder who... If they contacted uh, MLW first, and then they didn't like the deals, and so they contacted Evolve, who was like, yeah, whatever.
0: I don't, so it certainly makes sense. I don't want to run like, a wrestling also, company. Yeah, to say nothing to the fact that, yeah, like, Evolve was already, uh, had, like, been operating a lot more at the time that they would have been making those kind of deals. Like, MLW, <clears throat> really, really, they only came back in, like, early... 2017, when they started doing, like, kind of... They start doing, like, iPay-Per-Views before they uh, created their television show, Fusion, which airs on Be In Sports, a channel nobody has. Wait, Be
2: Sports or Being Sports? I honestly don't even BN, know. Be In Sports. Okay.
1: Yeah, Be In Sports is, um... being Sports is the kind of channel that you own if you really care about continental European soccer
0: oh
2: man yeah a very they're like a
0: yeah I think they're they're like a, a Middle Eastern sports channel uh, that this is just their American outpost mm. yeah they're they're
1: from Qatar mm oh, okay but yeah like I remember uh, I remember like being really fell down the wayside once because now the only the only leagues they have left are the French leagues and the Turkish leagues I believe. Because DAZN swooped in and picked up the Spanish league rights, the Italian league rights, like you know, all the leagues that people even moderately care about. This is my uh, way to this is my way to talk about something I'm knowledgeable about: European soccer
0: how weird that the story of being sports of like, Hey, it seems like they're about to get on a, a big deal and really blow up. Oh, there's trying this wrestling show with MLW fusion. They're trying to expand to be an actual channel. Oh, we lost the thing. That was our major deal. Now we can't do anything, but we're just going to continue to exist somehow. Whoops. I mean, Hey, if you want to
1: watch, if you want to watch Neymar and Messi and, You know, for three more months in Bappe play, you still gotta pay for being.
2: Hooray! Yay, I know that's what I want to do. Admittedly, that was all gibberish, but I'm with you, yes. That is a thing I would probably know if I was into all of that. (laughs) More pressingly,
0: you know, since this is how I feel like the most people watch it, Hmm. uh, MLW Fusion airs on on YouTube. It's a YouTube show, for the most part.
1: But yeah, so MLW they shut it in 2004 and then they came back in 2011 as a
0: podcast network. That's what I said. They are a podcast network.
2: You know, uh, and that's the have, thing. you mentioned that, and I laughed thinking that you were making a joke, and it was like, oh, no, you were serious. Okay. Nope. Completely yep. serious.
0: Mm-hmm. They they were, I believe they were, or maybe even still are, the original hosts of Keeping It 100, that absolutely god-awful fucking Conan and Disco Inferno podcast. I like, forgot about <laughs> the existence of...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I was on Jericho hey, do you Network. Want to hear for a disco minute? have that?
0: horrible opinions? On everything.
2: <laughs> oh. Yeah. They
0: are
1: They are or were, I believe, the home of Bruce Pritchard's podcast.
0: Ah,
2: yep. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought something wrestle uh, ended up going to uh what's his name's thing? Uh, to ad free show. Conrad's bullshit.
1: Yeah, it's on that. It's on that now. Well, Damn, apparently now it's uh apparently now it's part of the CBS Viacom family. What? <laughs> okay. Good good for you, Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> Conrad Conrad's okay. still involved on it? Yes, Conrad Conrad is still hosting it, but it is apparent <laughs> apparently Westwood One is the host of somebody to wrestle with. Which is a C which is the radio arm of CBS Viacom.
2: Huh.
1: That makes sense. Okay. Well, Alright then. Yeah. Huh. So anyway, Bruce Pritchard, uh soon someone to wrestle with. Soon to be the latest giant bomb show that's not about gaming.
0: <laughs> oh, man, no, you can't make that joke anymore. The Red Ventures now. Oh right
2: red ventures man i have been so out of all the loops oh my gosh okay all Don't right worry about it wow it's, it's it's bad yeah i gotta i gotta get googling okay
0: <laughs> so yeah mlw they're they're suing wwe for antitrust shit yeah so they if, filed this case in the u.s district of northern california so it's it's an it's a federal lawsuit mm-hmm. you know civil so obviously uh you know, it's not like they're really going to be able to do, like, actual prosecution damages to any of the things that they're that they're looking for here.
2: But, you know... I mean, part of me... It also means... Like, part of me wonders how much of it is also just a symbolic thing. Like, part of it is definitely they want to, you know, they want to win, they want to get compensation for what they allege happened. But at the same time, like, so much of it honestly feels very much like a, like a lot of it is more just hey, we want to show that you can't do this, but also, hey, we want to... I don't want to assume that this is promotion for MLW. That sounds ridiculous. And honestly, there are so many better ways to promote. I do not think that for a second. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Part of me just feels like this is a symbolic thing rather than a real...
1: The (sighs) fact that a lot of this lawsuit, it feels like... A good portion of this lawsuit is explaining what professional wrestling is it sure is
2: (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's like
1: did you need to dedicate almost a page to explaining where impact broadcasts who are not relevant at all to this case
0: but also i feel like it kind of does help make some of the case here Mm. that i feel like there is actually an important context to it uh but we'll get to it Mm. um yeah, just to, just to provide some some remaining context here. So yeah, like we said, case was filed in U.S. District of North California, uh, which means it was most likely filed in San Francisco. Uh, the reason they would do this, even though like, MLW is based in New York and WWE is based in Connecticut, is basically what they're alleging is um, that a lot of what happened to them occurred in San Francisco, which I think would mostly be because that is where uh, the streaming company Tubi is based. Yep. I have n- I
1: don't remember
2: what what was Tubi again. So Tubi it's still just... exists. Tubi is a thing that I use occasionally. It's sort of uh like it's a streaming service that essentially you don't have to pay to be a part of and it has a number of properties on it. I like. I don't know if it's one that sort of like finds other s- things that are already streaming and then it puts them on there, or if they own a number of things and they pay the royalties for them. But you, as a viewer, don't have to pay to watch the content that is on Tubi.
0: Yeah, and, and instead they just put ad. They put yeah. ads in the ad breaks. So it's YouTube. Uh, essentially, but instead of like you know being able to upload any content, mm-hmm. it's you know it's, it's actually like I, yeah, it I is actual watched, film and television.
2: I actually watched uh, the movie Bit, which I highly recommend everybody listening to this watch, regardless of the fact that it has nothing to do with wrestling. Uh, but it's an amazing trans vampire story. Uh, and I watched it on there. And then I also have been watching the original My Little Pony series, which I do not recommend anybody watch. Oh, unless no. you have a reason. It's really, honestly, I grew up <laughs> with that. And it's bad. My parents. All right, Tubi seems okay. Fuck my yeah, parents. But they are some, saints.
0: <laughs> they Tubi's got some that. weird shit on it. Me like too. it's got like it's got a lot of Dario Argento films for some reason. Oh yeah, yeah. But like it also has like. <laughs> A bunch of weird, like '90s children's cartoons, mm-hmm. like Bump in the Night, that nobody remembers.
2: Oh my for me. gosh, it's got
0: Bump in the Night. Yeah, I they got Bump in yeah. the Night
2: on there. See, I haven't even also, explored the depth and breadth of Tubi. I just know it's got My Little Pony and it had Bit. I don't know if it even still has Bit. It, I hope it does.
0: Also, weirdly enough, uh, it's got Lucha Underground. <laughs> that sounds like oh wow. Yeah, also, it's, the best, it's the entire reason I downloaded Tubi, was to watch Lucha Underground again.
1: Also, I do have to say, initially when I heard Tubi, my mind filled that in with Quibi.
2: Oh, yeah. No, it's it's not Quick bites, it's Two Bytes.
1: And I was picturing... A series of Two bites. I was picturing <laughs> that MLW stock had fallen so much that they were a Quibi original.
2: You know, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like which wrestling organization would have jumped on the, the Quibi train. I don't know if I, like, immediately I'm thinking, like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, which one it would have been. And I think just for laughs, it would have been GW. <laughs> like, like, the answer, the G-W answer. just to say fuck it. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel, I feel like, like if anybody
1: would have jumped on it, it would have been, it would have been uh, TNA
2: just. <laughs> I was see. Like I was thinking something like, similar. Yeah.
0: I was gonna say it would have been. Uh, it would have been Jeff Jarrett when he was trying to get oh, GFW. Global Force, off oh. the
2: Global Force on Quibi. Yeah. Yep. I can see that. No. That. That's it. That's there. It is. Yep.
1: <laughs>
2: Jeffrey Katzenberg. Uh, I
1: have some gold to sell you. <laughs>
0: The point is though to be yeah it's it's a free streaming thing with ads uh, that more that is important to the story uh, is now part of Fox,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is, is Fox weird them in early two thousand twenty.
2: Like all of that is weird. I I wonder how much and again like this is me speculating on everything and has no merit in goddamn anything but like how much of that is just like okay we're buying all these things because all right we have a little bit of money we need to cut a lot of our competition so Tubi, all right we'll let it run and we'll see if we can make a little bit of money off of it people really. this is the non-disney
1: really part of fox
0: right
2: yeah this yep. is actually yeah this is fox fox this is rupert murdoch mm-hmm. fox like
0: this is yeah fox used some of that at 70 billion disney dollars to buy tubi
1: that seems like a bad investment
0: yeah i mean it's something that, you know, they they since they sold a lot of their shit, like, now they're just investing in a streaming service. If it takes off, it takes off. If it doesn't, well... Fair. They, and got, they got $70 billion from Disney! Fair,
1: and to Ashley's point, yeah, they're just trying to get rid of the competition,
0: I guess. Hmm. Yeah, pretty much.
2: Yeah, I can't compete with us if we own it, says, unfortunately was said to, unfortunately Triple H tried to say... Oh man! <laughs> I just made it really bad. Right he, he
0: had it. Well, he got what was coming to him.
1: Vince uh, gave him a heart attack. <laughs> wow!
0: This episode is Degrassi. It goes there. <laughs> so yeah, basically, the meat of this is that. Mm-hmm. It, the two things that are being alleged here, among other things, because you know they mostly just they mostly just cite the uh, the parts of these laws where um the where the violations come into play or the punishments that for, come into play. But what they're they're eventually uh, essentially arguing is that WWE has violated both the Sherman Antitrust Act and the Clayton Antitrust Act. Basically, uh, two lawsuit uh, two laws rather that just basically say hey. Uh, you can't do monopolies. You can't do trusts and, like, control all of a, of a business. You can't do that. And you can't, like, try and force people out of business through nefarious means to contr- keep your market
2: share. Yeah. And admittedly, as just a viewer, as someone who's just from the outside, who's not a part of the business, as someone who consumes the media... All of the decisions that have been made against AEW, which has nothing to do with the lawsuit, but is mentioned in the brief, uh, Mm -hmm. specifically just as a like, hey, this is another company that is also trying to make it in this business. Uh, But like a lot of the decisions that were made against AEW, which are not, which like WWE has always stated all these like cheeky little things about how they're not really in the same business. They're not really competitors. They're not really et cetera, et cetera. They've made a lot of decisions that, from an outsider's perspective, from a media consumer's perspective, look like they are absolutely trying to crush the competition. Uh, and yeah,
0: I mean, and, we all yeah. know the story about them narking to Domino's. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like through through all of that, from seeing that, I it's hard for me as a viewer of those things to not see exactly what MLW is alleging as, yeah, like this is stuff that I've seen a lot. They are trying really hard to just literally cut their competition out. Uh, without, yeah, yeah, like, but I don't, like I'm curious what they have because they talk about with Vice specifically uh because beyond Tubi they also talk about Vice being another company and I remember them in talks with Vice and I I believe I remember seeing commercials I could be completely wrong and misremembering that but I remember like a lot of chatter about MLW on Vice and specifically they mention in the brief that the, the one of the folks in charge of Vice was called by a member of WWE saying that uh, Vince will be pissed off and the, the member of Vice saying uh, this seems very illegal and you shouldn't be saying this to me uh, and the response being well I can't control Vince
0: it is definitely something that they allege and yeah. pretty fucking crazy if they can prove that's real it's hard to say though considering that like and I feel like this is a lot of the problem with this lawsuit is, you know, I guess you don't want to just, like, say everything up up in the open, especially when you're putting out a complaint and you haven't been able to do, like, any depositions or anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, the way that they just speak around things so generally, like, in a lot of ways it does kind of make it hard to believe if you're just saying, like, oh, well, this person did this, but, like, you don't actually say who the person is. And there's, there's some places where we can figure out, like... Some things that I can go like, oh, yeah, no, I actually do know who this is. And we'll, we'll get to those. Mm. But, like, that, it is part of what makes this lawsuit kind of weird and cagey and, like, hard to believe in some ways. Although, to your point, like, the Vice shit is especially weird because of that strange timeline of they announced the deal in, like, March of last year. And then nothing happened for mm. months and months. And then finally, like, they... They aired that special, like, they aired, like, a special, like, one-hour special in, in October. Mm. And then they just never did anything again.
2: Yeah, and specifically, because they do allege some some specific people, particularly with Tubi, they talk about how Stephanie, Stephanie McMahon specifically spoke with a Tubi executive. Uh, and I'm looking for in the document that was filed exactly where uh, they talk about, but I I believe that they mention exactly who called the vice executive and who the vice executive was. Uh, But I just do not have that in front of me right now and easily accessible. Uh, I believe
0: um, her name is a Susan Levinson. mm. Levinson rather. Mm.
2: Yeah. That sounds, that sounds right again. Like that's yes. Um, So it's, it's, it is interesting that they specifically have a lot of specific things that they are alleging. Uh, And again, I'm just, I'm curious how, like what will happen? I really want this lawsuit to progress to a jury trial because I wanna hear what the evidence is, because I wanna hear all these depositions, because I do wanna hear all of this, because there's a lot that's being said that honestly, again, like if they can prove it, if they have folks uh, who are willing to make official statements on the record, could be very damning to WWE.
0: Yeah. At the same time, though, it's like, it's kind of hard to tell when, like we've said, there's so many inflammatory statements in this this lawsuit, or this complaint. Like, Mm. you know, like you pointed out, Ashley, the fourth paragraph of the preliminary statement where they just say, with the popularity of WWE's program declining over the last five years due to, among other things, inferior content...
2: I mean that's just like that's just bold, but then I, like, I respect it. Yeah. I respect it. I mean I agree with it, but like yeah, okay. You gonna you gonna say that in a court document in a, in a document requesting a and
1: which which you know <laughs> as well is just gonna lead to a lawyer saying prove that the pro- prove that the product is bad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh
0: I like yeah. Cause... Literally, all they can say is look, we're making all this money, aren't
2: we? And it also, like, it feels very much like... Because there there are a couple of statements, like, I know we, we talked about in the chat prior to recording. Uh, Joey Janela has made statements. Uh, Joey Janela can has always it.
1: be counted on to make statements. Let's be
0: fair. Uh,
2: but, yeah, Joey Janela has made statements. And then uh, other folks from MLW have made statements countering Joey's statements. And a lot of, like, all these things are just, like... Really, they're very wrestler, is the only way I can phrase it. And it's just like, y'all are, like, Joey Janelle isn't jumping into court. But, like, y'all are jumping into a legal fight. Have some composure. Step out of wrestler mode. Step out of, like, uber machismo mode. And just be ready for court. (laughs) Like, like
0: if we're talking about wrestler mode, like the thing that's more, the thing that stands out to me more about Mm -hmm. this, this brief is how much MLW is hyping themselves. Like, let me, I'm going to read to you in full paragraph 30 of their, of the background. Mm. MLW as an innovative startup caught the attention of consumers by developing cutting-edge storylines and character wrestlers with distinct and unique identities. MLW has built a reputation for hiring new wrestlers, also known as fighters, and spending (laughs) its time and resources to train and develop those wrestlers to become highly skilled professional fighters. MLW's success is dependent upon its ability to hire and maintain relationships with its fighters and to market and distribute content featuring those fighters. Since 2017, Court Bauer, who worked at WWE until 2007, has been the CEO of MLW. Mr. Bauer, who is the driving force in developing and training MLW talent, is well known for promoting diversity at MLW and in the sport. Which
2: word? I mean, to be fair, if you're a company, you can't necessarily say, we're doing all right. We're doing a thing that other people are doing. Why can't we do it? Like, You know, like, yeah, like you're going to you're going you're gonna to make yourself look like you're in you're in the best light and you're going to use the right language as opposed to the folks that you're suing. But yeah, no, I, I do. I do hear you. I do hear exactly what you're saying. There's a lot of like there's a lot of self-promotion. There's a lot of like they cut a promo on themselves in a court document in a way.
0: And also, it's just, it's weird for me to hear them talk about, like, oh, we're the most diverse. We're doing all the, we're the most, like, this and that. When, like, you know, no, but I've seen your show. (laughs) Like, I've seen, I've seen the runner-up for worst promo of 2018 where Tommy Dreamer talks about how MLK is cool. And, um...
2: Oh, man. I missed and that. NPC
0: culture is bullshit, yeah, yeah. while like John Tommy. Morrison and Swerve look like they would rather be anywhere else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I guess if you're gonna define... uh, I guess if you're gonna define diversity as you have Myron Reed running a, a, a BLM group, and you hired Mark Allen Haggerty for a while until he, you know, got speaking out out of a career. Like, Yes, that you kind of, sure.
2: But also, come on. Mm. I I will also I will admit as a person who is on this who is talking about this, I have not consumed enough MLW to talk about the product. But what you are describing is wow, that is a that is a trip. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, look, it's okay. the thing. It's basically, mm-hmm. like, it is a perfectly decent wrestling show. It's got some good stuff on it. Like, hey, like, the show that I went to back in 2018 was awesome. I got to see PCO. I got to see L.A. Park. Um, Shane Strickland was at the champion at one point. Oh. He was the first champion of the reboot. Like, MLW, like, you know, look, there there is something to be said about. Like, they've done some decent work. Mm. They also, and, like, even now, like, they're starting to try and do interesting things by basically just... So, currently, what MLW is doing is they're running a storyline where Dario Cueto has come back under a, a new name and is basically trying to take over MLW with his Lucha Underground faction. Oh. Oh. They're basically doing the NWO storyline, and absolutely doing the thing that Eric Bischoff wanted to do of ML of NWO as its own TV show. They're doing they were gonna do Azteca Underground as its own show,
2: hmm.
0: which it's, they actually even talk about in the suit. Yeah, they've got some weird ambitions for a company that like feels kind of shady. Because I don't know where their money is coming from, other than like, well, I guess there was that like one month where they advertised GoDaddy on the ring, and then it went away for some
2: reason. Because all the wrestlers felt weird being slammed on Daddy. <laughs> They're not homophobic. It's just weird. God <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Look, I don't want yeah, to slam on daddy, okay? That's all I'm saying.
1: Look, I also don't really have enough MLW knowledge. I've enjoyed the MLW stuff I've seen. But I wouldn't go so far as to say MLW is the only place creating unique characters and storylines.
2: Yeah, like I and call it innovative
0: either. It's just it's wrestling. You're doing you're
2: doing what impact does but it looks worse. Yeah. Yeah. I I will say one of the things that I did enjoy and I say enjoy but like reading through the the court the I don't know what to call it, the court briefing is what I keep calling it. But um like essentially the the document Is that they mention Impact as well. It's not just WWE, AEW, and MLW. They recognize that Impact is also a big part of this. And I think that that is true. I think that is a thing that they should have done. And I think that if they're going to talk about the history of the business of professional wrestling as it is today, Impact is a huge part of it. Impact does have a number of, uh, has had a number of TV spots and is on Axis right now. And so it is a major part of it. And so, cause I think a lot of people forget about impact and don't sleep on impact. Impact can do some weird stuff sometimes, but man, like impact has had, impact has been a, like ever since WWE was the initial monopoly, impact and TNA has been the one to try its damnedest to be the thing that is the alternative for better or worse (laughs) and it really has come into a stride now and it really has figured itself out and i'm yeah like it's it's weird that i'm excited that impact was mentioned in this but also it, it deserves the respect of being in this if they're talking about the history of what we're looking at now as the business
0: Yeah, and I will say that I honestly think that is a really smart legal strategy, like, for the background, like, you know, to the point of Oscar or made before of, like, why it's weird, how it is weird that, like, half of the brief is them basically describing (laughs) the wrestling landscape and how it works. But I do think it is really smart, the way that they're doing it, was to essentially say, all right, here are the four pillars of wrestling. It's WWE, it's AEW, it's Impact, and it's us, which... First things first, I do feel like we need to acknowledge here, man. How much of a burn is that on Ring of Honor that <laughs> like even in their their dying days they couldn't even make it in this fucking lawsuit? Yeah. Oh, poor ROH. <laughs> I need to see it, folks.
1: Technically I, speaking, I th- technically speaking, do you count if you've released everybody from contract and have said you're not going to run shows anymore and? Basically, said, Hey, Viz, want to buy that tape library?
2: Hey, they got a show in April. Come on, man. <laughs> it's going to be great, I swear. Well, and also NWA. They've been working their ass off to make Power work, and then they took it off YouTube and put it on something else, and nobody remembered. Nobody noticed that it went away, unfortunately. Other than me, I was like, Oh, I want to keep watching Power. Yeah, Rubber. I, was, I, I,
1: I <laughs> like Power, bro.
2: Yeah, it's coming back to YouTube. Very happy. I'm,
1: I'm excited. I want to. Yeah. I want
2: to be able to watch that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like seeing Nick Aldis in the one format. Nick Aldis is good.
2: <laughs> Who was he? In? Was he Magnus? Magnus. Yeah, that's right. Magnus. Mm-hmm. I only, I only hear whispers of Magnus. I never actually watched Magnus. uh But yeah, yeah. No yeah. one
1: did. He was in TNA. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, like it's it's interesting because I think so much of it is they're focusing on the big TV deals, and regardless of where Impact is now, it has had big TV deals, and it has been moving. And so I think that's part of and why I, I, that was there, as opposed to ROH. And ROH has had some things, but it's it's never really manifested in a way like Impact I, was. It, yeah, so, like it's yeah. also it is to be, and I think
0: to be fair, it is. I think like part of that is also that it's much harder to especially because they go into like the actual television ratings and things <laughs> in the lawsuit. Like you can gauge how impact is doing because access is like those numbers are available. Mm. Like you can't really gauge Ring of Honor when it's just on a bunch of random regional <laughs> stations that Sinclair owns. Mm.
2: Yeah, so but I- also,
0: I think it's smart because, like, you know, it allows them to make the point of just, hey, which is what they're making in this suit is basically saying, like, WWE in controlling basically 85% of the market is a virtual monopoly. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, was, I think it was really smart to make that point with just, like, compare the revenue, which this is even crazy to me just to think about, of, like, comparing the 2020 revenue of... Uh, WWE to what they estimate is the revenue of AEW in the same year.
2: Mm. It's not even, they mention it's not even a tenth of what yeah. WWE made, and that's... Whew. Yeah.
0: And granted, I think they also make some, you know, again, with this lawsuit's braggadocious nature, they also make some weird decisions. Like, say, for example, um... V- they kind of fudge the numbers when they're talking about like television ratings and numbers by saying, all right, we're going to add up like the average viewership of SmackDown, Raw and NXT all at once and just say, yes, yeah, see, look, this is how oh great WWE is doing compared to just AEW's one show and Impact's one show.
2: I, we see you, we, we see what you're doing. Which is like i'm i'm curious what each individual show would be though because honestly like you always hear like at least in and again like a lot of these uh news shows that i that i'm watching on the youtubes that are usually british uh they're saying like oh you know like AEW is killing this specific market and etc cetera, etc cetera, regardless of like all of the different shows so I don't, I don't know like it's weird like i'm wondering where a lot of those numbers like Yeah, there's always, like, a question of why are you providing this information versus that information? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which, I think, you know, the obvious reason they do it is to make WWE seem bigger than it it is. Mm -hmm.
1: Which is funny because I feel like, yeah, you don't need to fudge the numbers to make WWE seem bigger than MLW. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: especially when you know to the point we made before they make that case pretty damn apparent when they make the the argument of hey WWE's estimated revenue in 2020 was 764 million compared to 64 million by AEW mm. yeah yep like that is a staggering number and even even assuming that like it's probably a low estimate that's still fucking wild to think about.
2: Yeah. Ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just keep saying yeah, but it's just like, yeah, no, these uh, numbers, huh? Am I right?
0: Math? I also did think it was kind of funny how they uh, try, they talk around, like, yeah, you know how WWE, like, strong arms everybody and tries to fuck with people? Like, they basically talk around the, mm-hmm. hey, they did it to, to AEW. They've been yelling at
2: Warner about shit. Mm-hmm. The one thing I'm curious about that I was reading through in, in, again, this document was talking about Vice and talking about Dark Side of the Ring. Because I am sure a lot of it is because... Like, like I don't know the specifics on how Vice and Darkside are able to do a lot of the. I'm always curious how they're able to show clips from WWE and WWE Network. And oh, I that... I, could, I, I, mm. can, I can answer that one. Okay,
1: it's literally it, it falls under fair use. Mm. They're showing they're only showing the clips when it's relevant, mm. uh, and
0: they're usually like no more than five seconds, right? Fair
1: use is not. Based on length of time, that's actually a misnomer. Oh, okay. you can show as you can use as much of something as you need, as long as it can justifiably be shown to make your point.
2: Yeah, mm. okay. Which makes perfect sense. Like as a okay, like it, it's just weird the way it was framed in the document. Because... I don't
1: understand this point. In the document, considering mm. that we've actually heard stories about the Dark Side of the Ring people talking about how they wanted to do the Chris Benoit episode in Season 1, but couldn't do it because all the people they wanted to talk to were still under contract to WWE, who refused to let them on the show.
2: Yeah. Like, like that, because some of, and again, like I I don't immediately have the quote in front of me, but I know that it's within the document. They, they talk a lot about the idea of Dark Side of the Ring being... Uh, Things that WWE works with and WWE uh, people under contract in WWE do things with. And the closest thing that I can remember to that situation is Rob Van Dam was just uh, inaugurated into the Hall of Fame and was on an episode that season and showed off his Hall of Fame ring uh and i imagine i imagine i do not know i have not heard that there is there was some sort of blowback from WWE on that because you know that usually means that you've signed some sort of legacy deal um and so and even he's still been working the indies lately yeah yeah
1: signing yeah. a so mm. so actually mm. signing a signing a legends contract legends doesn't contract. yeah doesn't necessary. It depends on the nature of the contract, but it doesn't necessarily restrict you from where you can and can't appear. Yeah. Certain people, like Ric Flair, he was signed to a very different kind of contract, which basically kept him on as you know, as a WWE contracted performer. But for mm. the people that just have legends contracts, that basically boils down to we can make t-shirts of you and we can put you in video games.
2: Hmm. Okay. But yeah, yeah, like, that was the closest thing other than using clips from WCW, ECW, and WWE that I've seen Vice in any way, shape, or form have interviews. That or or Mick Foley. And again, he's a legend as opposed to an in-ring talent. Um, And in in fact, Mick
1: Mick Foley has been on the outs with WWE
2: Mm.
1: Like, you know, he has not been, there's a reason that they kind of don't bring up a lot of Mick Foley stuff anymore and they don't trot him out as one of their usual legends. Mm. Because he's vocally criticized the company. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, it just, yeah, to you, you know, there is no agreement with WWE, at least not as far as I can tell. The clips, as I said, you don't need permission to use the clips depending on, mm. because it because it's a documentary and it falls under fair use, you can use copyrighted material without paying your permission.
2: Mm. Like the, the best of, the only thing I could see is that they haven't, like WWE hasn't tried to fight that in the past. And if anything, and again, uh, speculation, not a lawyer, not in the business, but like the only thing I can think of is maybe they just haven't wanted to fight it existing, or fight in a legal sense. Well, and again, Santa. also... Like, yeah.
1: Also, WWE has legal precedent working against them. Mm. So, there was a... There was a Ben Stein
2: documentary. <laughs> Sorry, I was not expecting this. Continue. <laughs> there,
1: th- there was a Ben Stein documentary in, like, the early 2000s.
0: Is this expelled? No religion allowed. Yes.
1: Ha! What? Yes, this is exactly the documentary.
0: And
2: is this, is in, this where I probably we find shouldn't out be, where he gets I, all of his money and who won it. I probably shouldn't be
0: saying this on here, and maybe I'll cut this out. But I'm gonna say it to y'all. Uh, I'm pretty sure Owen saw that in theaters. <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah so in, in Expelled, they mm. there's a segment where they're talking about the the song Imagine by John Lennon mm. and they play the entirety of imagine mm. without permission and they were sued <laughs> were? By the, and they were sued by John Lennon's estate mm. but because it was proved in court because it was determined in court that no actually, they are critiquing the song within the documentary and therefore this falls under fair use. They can actually use this song regardless of if you like it or not.
2: Huh? Mm.
1: So there is actually legal precedent here.
0: And it's interesting when you bring that up because there is parts of this case where they kind of suggest that WWE did that
2: and get angry about it. Hmm so like and and even with legal precedents, because just just throwing this out there and again as a hypothetical uh like like talking listening to youtubers uh and how they deal with a lot of the fair use and a lot of the like the takedowns a lot of time it's not even necessarily that like oh we're gonna win or we're gonna lose it's a like uh we're still gonna we're still gonna flex that muscle and when we immediately lose we'll pull back immediately as a large corporation So I I could still see WWE trying to create a dust-up and trying to, like, basically waste everybody's time and money. And again, hypothetically, don't know anything. But it's just like, yeah, like, I, huh, huh. Anyway, yeah. (laughs) That's just me talking about corporations being evil. It's the part,
0: it is the thing about this this lawsuit though is Mm. the weird contradictions in here that make Mm. it kind of hard to tell what's going to go on with it because like as we've kind of gotten to like the the vice case is really flimsy i Mm. feel like you know their their argument that they basically make is as to that to the point that y'all have said is that vice is vice has a how do i put this They make the case that Vice is essentially beholden to WWE and their interests and would make a change to, uh, you know, having MLW on if WWE didn't like it because of the content of Dark Side of the Ring and how they are so focused on wrestling now that apparently if WWE doesn't want to work with them, then that would threaten things. And basically the ways that they try to make this argument is... Yeah, by by suggesting Dark Side of the Ring, even though, as we've said, that doesn't make sense with everything we've seen with Dark Side of the Ring and how they really don't like it and were really angry about certain episodes of Dark Side of the Ring, like the Ultimate Warrior one. Mm. Uh, And basically their suggestion is, well, see, they did an episode with Jerry McDevitt. Like, essentially, their proof Mm. is, the Jerry McDevitt episode of on the Steroids trial uh, from the last season of Dark Side. and the fact that A and E is a twenty percent owner of the company.
2: Yeah, I think the the big thing, particularly with Vice, is they have, and again, we'll need to get a deposition. Like I say, we, but you know, like within an actual case, they need to get a deposition from someone and someone stating on the record that this actually happened. But even then, that's still to an extent hearsay and i i'm so curious where that's gonna go that one does have the most concrete instance of them saying that something went down in my opinion um that like there is this thing that was said and that it was not only said it was fought by a vice executive so so for me like it's flimsy in that sense but it's also the most specific, in my opinion, in what they're alleging. It is definitely very specific, but you do have I, I do feel like you have to wonder if that
0: actually really had an effect on things. Because mm. I did look up the uh, the numbers on uh, the uh, on the episode of the uh, the MLW special that actually aired on Vice, the uh, the Fightland mm. uh, hour-long special where they did the uh, the title change, mm. and so. Their idea was they wanted to air it on the same night as Dark Side of the Ring, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, granted, also this it was aired on the the second half of the third season of Dark Side, which didn't really get great ratings because it was going up against football and other things. So on that night, Dark Side of the Ring did like got like ninety second in the rank in like the uh, the television cable rankings, like got like so- a .05 in the demos. The MLW special did not chart in the top 150, meaning that it did a .03 or below. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of hard to make an argument here. And granted, you could say that, hey, maybe Vice didn't really promote it as well as they could have mm-hmm. because of this issues that they had with WWE. But I feel like it's kind of hard to make the argument that like... Oh no!
2: It was doing really well. Mm. I mean, I, I will also say because I remember that being advertised. I remember again, it was one of those things I mentioned earlier in the podcast. I thought I remembered an advertisement, and it's just like, no, it was that. It was for that at the during Dark Side of the Ring, and I I didn't watch it. Like I feel like, and I feel. I don't want to say I feel like an asshole like I should have sat down and watched it I should have said like yeah there's wrestling they're trying they're bringing things in but at the same time again like I remember that being advertised to me and I didn't sit down and watch it So yeah and I will yeah. say
0: that like you know I did I have watched a little bit of it mm-hmm. like it's not terrible you know mm-hmm. MLW's got some decent wrestling mm-hmm. like hey and you know look I'll say it I'm he's old now but I'm a Tajiri Mark. The fucking Tajiri was there. Tajiri Holy were shit. There? Okay. Tajiri was there. When didn't they
2: advertise Pretty that cool. I would've
0: shown up? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was it was at the ECW arena. It was it's it's okay. It's yeah. a decent show. At the same time, though, like, you know, having watched a bunch of MLW, it still looks like an MLW production. Mm-hmm. Which is, like I said before, if TNA
2: had a lower budget. Like, I'm, I'm curious if, because I feel like a lot of these things, and again, no expert. I know I keep saying that, but it's just because we're talking about a legal battle or a proposed legal battle. Uh, but, like, as as someone who's just sort of, like, jumping in and watching the product, I, like, they, the, the company, and the company, by the company, I mean Vice, would have made a better, would make, like, it makes sense that it's just, like, all right, it's once and then it's done, as a like, mm, you didn't really try to push this. Why didn't you try to push this? So I, I, I feel from a from a human level for MLW on that. But at the same time, yeah, it and may I have and just I will been, say like, yeah,
0: yeah, and I and I will say like to that point, if you try to find it on like the Vice TV website or the app, it's not. It, that easy. Like it's under vice specials where they just mm. put like a bunch of random documentaries and like other nonsense, like weird one-off things. Like it's not an intuitive thing to find. Mm. It definitely does feel like they kind of just went, "Ah, I guess we have to do this."
2: Yeah. Like So there there is a lot again conjecturally speaking that we can say like yeah, it feels right as far as this this allege the, the, all the, the things that they allege is saying but also it feels like there are it's tough because there are a lot of reasons there are a lot of reasons why even if it was just relegated to a special even if it was just ah uh, we wanted to do this and we got cold feet maybe maybe and I'm saying that it wasn't WWE maybe it was just a lot of other things but it's hard not to look at WWE and say yeah it was probably WWE
0: <laughs> yeah but again though it does become hard when they when they do things that like really strain their case mm-hmm. like did you
2: see the part about fight i think i think at that point my brain became mush i saw fight existed and i was like what is happening there like can you help me out with so, that yeah
0: basically they they also alleged that like oh around the same time that like we were having the issues with vice mm-hmm. uh we were they were that they were going to enter into a deal with fight where fight was going to pay them to put up episodes of m l w fusion mm-hmm. uh and yet somehow fight abandoned it because apparently um one of their corporate their executives was working for wwe's senior vice president
2: of strategy and operations see okay i do remember reading that That's it's one of those
1: <laughs> again it's one of those things that it's like
0: if you can prove this mm. yeah that's the thing it's like it, it sounds really inflammatory at its core but also when i think about it like you know Again, it's one of those things where I feel like this is definitely a lawsuit that is made for people that don't really understand wrestling and are trying to hope that, like, people don't get it enough. Whereas, when I look at this, I go, wait, when has WWE content ever been on fight?
2: Well, not only that, I swear. And also... Like, isn't AEW, like, haven't they done pay-per-views through fight? Like, maybe I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, they use fight
0: internationally, and they have had to use, and they have used Mm -hmm. fight, like... Once or twice in the states when uh, Bleacher Report was having problems.
2: Yeah, because I swear I I usually use Bleacher Report because it's usually cheaper. But like I swear I've used Fight once or twice because I was dumb and paid too much money for it. But like, and also
0: I could be wrong
2: here. It's been a while, but I'm pretty fucking sure that MLW Fusion
0: episodes are already on Fight. So why would Fight then be like, oh yeah, we're gonna
2: like enter into a deal with you? What? Yeah that one maybe that's why i stopped remembering it because it was like this feels weird <laughs> like okay
0: yeah like there are things like that that don't make sense at the mm. same time though there are there are definitely parts that do feel pretty real yeah. like say for example the part where they talk about like wwe trying to interfere with their contracts um and they they cite like oh there was one specific wrestler mm. um here uh it is section it is Paragraph 33 of the background. And I quote, Beginning in early 2020, WWE sought to poach MLW's fighters who were under exclusive contracts and even aired footage of an MLW wrestler without MLW's consent, which again, I feel like goes back to the yeah, but fair use though.
2: Not only fair use, but if if they were using footage from a WWE event, they have the rights to that regardless. But yes, continue. Sorry. I I do
1: need to interject. Um... It depends on the context because that may not count as fair use depending on what footage and what they were using it for. Like fair yeah. use only applies in a case like Dark Side of the Ring where it is
0: critique. Well, I do want to. Well, I feel like it should be specified though, but it, that it doesn't say that it aired MLW footage. It says mm-hmm. an MLW wrestler. See, that's, yes,
2: yeah, that's that's which, where I which think. Which
1: definitely, going. to Ashley's point, leads me to believe. Okay, so they aired so they aired footage of someone for like a dark match they had in WWE.
0: Yeah, it, this continues though. WWE also attempted to in- induce MLW wrestlers to breach their contracts and reveal confidential and proprietary information about MLW's business. WWE also sought to prevent wrestlers from working with MLW by refusing to hire wrestlers who had worked for MLW. As a result of WWE's efforts, one of MLW's wrestlers demanded to be released early from his contract so he could join WWE. Hmm.
2: Which,
0: yeah, again, part of that, like, part of that seems kind of suspect. Like, once again, suggesting that, like, you know, WWE would prevent wrestlers from working with the company if they, if they, like, you know, went to MLW. That... Seems kind of strange, especially when at the same time, though, I feel like from the timeline that they're presenting, I think I think we can tell actually who the wrestler is that they're talking about. It's it's Killer Cross.
2: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, because in <laughs> early 2020, Killer Cross had a couple like did like a round like a month or two of tapings of, of MLW and then yeah. immediately went debuted in NXT.
2: It's going well for him. So it's got it right. Like he's he's yes. WWE champion now. I oh yeah, watched, I no, he's, the he's been doing. Yeah. Oh, Caring Cross, he's doing great. Yeah. He uh, he he pinned Brock Lesnar or something. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. 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 Fall, yeah. He,
0: he made Brock Lesnar fall prey. Yeah. Roman Reigns, he's he's the uh, unified champion now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't watch the product. I don't know. I forget. But yeah. Yeah. No, that that sounds about right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh,
0: I hear I hear Kevin Nash is going to play him in the uh, the third Teenage Mutant
2: Ninja Turtles film. Oh, I believe that.
1: <laughs> Finally, we let it play out.
2: <laughs> so, I okay that paragraph was weird to me, and I don't know if it's just the way it's written because it kind of simultaneously says. If you are working for MLW, WWE won't hire you. So someone immediately wanted to get out of their contract because WWE wanted to hire them. And again, it may have just been the wording. It may just be the way that it's stated. But it's just that was a weird paragraph that I was just like, wait, I thought you couldn't work. I thought they didn't want you. And now they want you so much that they're willing to poach you. I'm so confused. Yeah, again, the the bizarre contradictions of this
0: document of... Mm -hmm. We're not going to hire you if you work for them. You should get out of your contract with it, so we can hire you. Yep.
2: And then we'll make you a gladiator.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sad about. I didn't even like <laughs> carrying cross, and I'm bummed out about um, him again.
2: Yeah. He's got some suspect tattoos. I need to I need to oh, know no. the background of that I'm like, mm, I don't know. He's a bad I, I person. Had a hard time getting behind that man, but at the same time. Yeah, no, okay, definite bad okay. person. Yep.
0: <laughs> like half of the industry.
2: Yep. Yeah. That, which yep. is being generous. It's the I yep. know. Yep.
0: <laughs> Just, but, you know, even the worst people don't deserve that. Yeah. And then there's the 2B allegations. <laughs> mhm. And the thing is that, like, I feel like the 2B allegations are the hardest to really tell, mm. but they also might be the one that is, like, the most damning and the realest one. Mm. Because the thing they talk about with the 2B allegations, which is essentially that, to the short version is. They were entering into a deal with Tubi uh, and I feel like this is also some of the things that makes it a little bit suspect of all this uh, with regards to the Vice thing of like, so you were entering into a deal with Tubi while you were also trying to get a Vice special aired and you don't think that maybe this is why Vice would be like, no, they're just going to go to someone else.
2: What's I'm the... just saying yeah. like what I oh, I got to look at the timing again. The timing was was close, right? I think like...
1: it says a lot about this lawsuit that I'm that the person suing WWE comes across as less sympathetic.
0: Yeah. Like the timeline is just very strange in all of this. Of like they begin negotiations with Vice in the spring, and then things start to fall apart, and then they start negotiating with Tubi, and don't do a bunch of deals because they you know had the deal with du- with Tubi that was supposed to happen in September or like something like that or in August, but then it falls apart for various reasons, and then after it falls apart, the Vice special airs. Like it it's bizarre. Oh man! It just feels all over the place. But again, the Tubi allegations—what they seem to suggest that they actually had something signed with Tubi. They had a license agreement in place, and hmm. like the thing that makes this hard to tell for me is that like a bunch of the document is actually redacted.
2: Yeah, especially and where, all of the parts that are redacted.
0: Tubi. Exactly, all yeah. the parts where it's redacted are the ones where they talk about the specifics of the deal that they had. Hmm which who knows why maybe it's a confidentiality thing maybe it's a uh, i don't know but like mm-hmm. that is interesting to me and it makes me wonder like oh is there some like truth to this if like they actually can't like talk about the specifics of it mm. like in public that it needs to be private well and, and- because of some kind of non-disclosure or something
2: and just to, also, just to also state it and to, to bring it all back as well, so much of what this document is, is specifically saying we would like to bring this to a court of law in front of a jury. And so a lot of these, these are allegations, these are absolutely, but like so much of it is let us bring this. And I, I don't know if when they are able to do that in front of a court of law, in front of a jury, whether a lot of these specifics, these redacted spots are going to come out or what and what evidence they have i like it's so tough because literally it's just like we would like to get a trial in front of a in front of a jury and that's what this document is saying but again like you like you pointed out there's a lot of it that just sort of like talks over itself and sort of negates itself in weird ways that i i'm curious i feel like there's a part of me that says, yes, there may be some sort of, there may be a trial, but I don't even know, honestly.
0: Yeah, like, I feel like if the Tubi allegations are, like, the most one where it's definitely, like, there could be something here. If they actually can prove that they signed this license agreement and, like, to be pulled out because, you know, their parent company, Fox was didn't want to like upset WWE by making a deal, you know, by having their affiliate make a deal with this other wrestling company. Like there's certainly potential there, but again, I feel like it's hard to tell when the this is especially where the loss where the complaint gets like super self-grandiose of saying shit like, "Oh, this was going to be a, a huge lucrative deal. It would have put us on in on NFL games on Fox." Like mm-hmm. calm down. Like <laughs> no one
1: would have
0: You're gonna, yeah, it's gonna, you would have, like, maybe a clip of MLW as part of, like, a larger Tubi commercial. Come on. Yeah. Or you end up on, or you end up in the
1: top ten slams of the week.
0: (laughs) It's, yeah, they, they make, like, baffling statements like that, and, again, suggesting that, like, Here's the thing that was especially galling, and it's going to be like, how are you going to prove this? Is that, is they claim essentially that WWE threatened that if they, that if Tubi went through with this deal with MLW, they would pull all of WWE's programming from Fox. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that WWE is just going to abandon their billion dollar contract that they have. That makes sense. Take that, MLW. (laughs)
1: I mean, that, but again, you know, wouldn't you abandon a billion-dollar contract for innovative wrestling program that has characters?
0: Well, here's the thing, Oscar, as a counterpoint. They're on USA, characters welcome.
2: (laughs) They could get that Chrisley man on there.
1: I would watch Todd Chrisley (laughs) in MLW.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I would too.
2: I I would too. Oh <laughs> I made myself sad. Okay. <laughs> when you think about it, tax prison is
1: the ultimate war games.
0: <laughs> oh. Alright, what's what's Todd Chrisly's team of five gonna be against the uh, against the
2: IRS? <laughs> it's all the members of the Christie clan. He knows best.
0: Got a point there. Yeah, I don't know. I I still feel like if this lawsuit ever sees the light of day in a court, it's going to be very quickly settled, and they're just going to give Court Bower some money to go away. Mm. And I feel like that's probably just what he's looking for, is just another lifeline to keep like this company afloat for some reason, even though it probably should be dead. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we can't really go anywhere without, like, discussing the fact that after this lawsuit got announced and, like, you know, the IWC picked up on it and Twitter was kind of like, what? This is weird. Okay. Boy, Joey Janela came out swinging as if this was Enzo Amore. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. I actually haven't read the Joey Janela comments. There, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I actually that's not true. I read the thing where he's like, "Didn't you have no GCW in your contracts?"
0: Yeah. Yeah. The act- The actual statement is. This dude has no C- GCW written into his new contracts because I called him out for taking advantage of young talent. And the context for that, by the way, is like there have been reports, and they're probably true, of like MLW like doesn't pay their performers. Like apparently, s- per- some performers have gotten paid like they're getting paid like a hundred dollars a show for a thing that's like. So hypothetically airing on television. Yeah. For for what is hypothetically the fourth biggest wrestling company in the in the country according to this lawsuit. Yeah. It continues though. <laughs> I hope Titan puts him out. I know it's the cool thing to support the underdog taking on the big dog, but this ain't it.
2: Calling out Roman Reigns. I mean, come on calm down there. Yeah. <laughs> No. Um, Joey Janela is the tribal chief now It's him <laughs> hey, I do not want to be any part of that tribe I like Joey I do, I actually do As again a fan, as somebody who just watches But like at the same time like, Nope, I want nothing to do with that tribe uh,
1: uh, I don't know, it'd be pretty cool
2: I'd get very drunk I imagine Yeah, (laughs) maybe jump off a very tall thing that I shouldn't be jumping off of. (laughs) Oh, I know there's more to his craft at the same time. That's all I remember about the man. Oh, but yeah. I I mean, that's the most important part of his craft, to be fair. Yeah. No, and um, hold on. Like, I I also, I (laughs) shared, I was just Googling. Because I was trying to find that, because I remember hearing him making a comment about that and being like, "Oh yeah, I'll look." And I ended up seeing Wrestle uh, Inc. WrestleInc dot uh, ended up having a an interview with. I'm trying. I'm just pulling this up now. Um, Wrestling uh, the Wrestling Inc. Daily uh, managing edit. It's. Typo editor Nick Housman. Edito, I see. Yeah, managing editor Nick Hausman uh, spoke with M L W C O O M S L, uh, and M S L had some very wrestler things to say. In my opinion, uh, he sure did. <laughs> <laughs> one, my, the the opening thing that he says, at least in the quote on this article, was. Well, I did see him say something. He's just trying to look out for young wrestlers. Is he looking out for young wrestlers when he's drinking at shows and giving them concussions? I wonder about that yep that uh that sounds like the wrestling I'm used to <laughs> like all right <laughs> uh like he and you know like the, the it's a full interview uh I'm sure you can you can find it again on uh the wrestling Inc <laughs> but it's just like it's very telling, and it's very like it feels very. Again, I'm sorry, but when you're conducting, when you are looking to bring a lawsuit to court, and I know that you're just talking to another wrestler, and I know you're speaking the wrestling language, and you're you're and you're you're talking to a crowd of wrestling folks, you just gotta conduct yourself differently because <laughs> it immediately makes me not me as again like as someone who understands this culture in some way. I don't, like, I just cannot side with you if you're doing that and you're taking shots even though shots are taken at you first. (laughs) It's like, yeah. um, yeah. mm -hmm.
0: It's it's exactly what, Oscar, you and I talked about on that podcast that hasn't been released yet. Of (laughs) Tony Khan making those idiotic statements about Big Swole. I'm so mad at him. I'm so mad at him because I'm an AEW mark.
2: It's the only wrestling that I watch now other than every year I'll watch New Japan Wrestle Kingdom, which it was great. But... Like, God damn it, Tony Khan, shut the fuck up. You're not Eric Bischoff. You're a different it's man. It's a horrible a look. Man.
0: It makes you look unprofessional. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we need to read the rest of the statement that MSL says about Joey Janela. <laughs> would, would you like to because, continue? <laughs> if I may. You may. Please. MSL continues. I think Joey Janella, who is a corporate sellout, who has massive <clears throat> heat in AEW because he's unprofessional he desperately wants to go to wwe so he's kissing the ass of billionaires he doesn't care how many wrestlers get screwed over have opportunities taken away if he wants to make more money companies have to grow so they can pay more money so he's basically rooting for other companies to shrink and then have to pay less money he's a hypocrite he's a poser and that's really the real deal on joey Janela. Thanks, MSL. Very (laughs) cool. Very sympathetic.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Again, I get it. You're, you know, like, people, people are being angry at you on the internet. You gotta, like, if you're, if you're jumping into a lawsuit, you gotta not take the bait, regardless of who it is. And it sucks. And you can feel the way that you feel. Feelings are real, and you should feel them. But you should not state them (laughs) in a lot of, in, in these ways. My opinion. Ooh.
0: <laughs> Said it before and we'll say it again. Never tweet. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All in all, though, I'd say after discussing this all, I feel like I've come to the conclusion that this is the most wrestling lawsuit to ever exist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. This is the lawsuit that we deserve. Yeah.
1: You know what I can't
2: disagree? I I do want to see this come to court. I do. Uh I'm curious how long it will how long that court how long that courtroom drama will last. Uh as we've seen, honestly, I do not know that WWE feels the same <clears throat> anger and passion as they did against say CM Punk. Or as, say, like, in defense against, say, the steroid trial. Uh, But at the same time, I am curious to see if this actually does go to court. And if they don't settle, what, how long that lasts.
1: There is no world in which this makes it to court. (laughs) In fact, (laughs) if I'm being honest, Mm -hmm. this doesn't make it to settlement. This makes it to your lawsuit is bad and I'm throwing this
0: out. I was going to ask, what do you think is more likely? Mm. Is it settled or Court Bauer withdraws the lawsuit? But, okay,
2: I, I would absolutely believe that, that mm. they go to court and the judge is like, no. I'm curious how non-wrestlers, especially non-wrestlers in a legal sense, will read this. Because I don't know, like, I, again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not any of those things. I am a wrestling fan, but also not a lawyer. Uh, yeah, but it's like, the thing yeah. that makes it difficult. Yeah, but like, I'm, I'm curious because they did do a very thorough, if maybe a little editorial job of what the history of the business has been, again, for the past five, ten years. Uh, if this is a thing that, again, like, a, a number of folks within the courts are going to say, like, yeah, we should we should take this on. We should at least hear them out. Um, because some of it does feel, as much as there's a lot that sort of negates itself, there's some of it that does feel like there might be some meat, so they they may want to at least hear them out. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, I agree. It's, it's what makes it really hard to tell
0: is because there's so many parts of this lawsuit that I feel like we can look at and we can just like pick apart because again, we're wrestling fans. We know the business. We understand like things that are going on in it. We understand the players and the companies involved and we can kind of tell when like, all right. Yeah. Like there's some, there's some truth to this. There's some truth to this, but this is fucking bullshit how is it going to play to people that aren't wrestling fans though like are they going to look at this and say yeah no this makes sense this this seems like something that is is possible and happening
2: yeah it makes it tough to say yeah. but I'm I'm very curious because I would love to see this go to court we'll see we'll see but yeah any
0: final thoughts Oscar
1: no, I think it's been summed up pretty, uh, pretty succinctly.
2: Hooray! Yay, we did what?
0: it. <laughs> we did it! We talked about this lawsuit! <sighs> we finally made wrestling content. <laughs> <laughs> it had to happen someday. Look, uh, look, that's that's the deal that we make with Owen. If, if we're going to continue to just pollute his website with RuPaul content... <laughs> We need to do a wrestling show every once in a while.
1: As long, as long (laughs) as I get my, as long as I get, as long as we get drag race categories in the year-end award and make Owen sit through them.
0: It's happening. He can't stop it. We're going to do this.
1: Can't wait for Owen to sit through the, uh... The hour-long discussion of which international franchise was the best spin-off.
2: I'm curious. I, feel like I don't watch any of so. sit-
0: yeah, I feel like I'm going to have to sit through that too. So I'm <laughs> looking forward to that less. But I mean, whatever. I mean, I, I like I like spiting Owen, so it's cool. Oscar, you want to plug anything? No. Well, I'll do it for you. ENG.1966 at yahoo.ca on PayPal.
1: Pay Once again, the
0: man. that's ENG.1966 at Yahoo on PayPal.
1: Pay the man.
0: Ashley, you got anything you want to plug?
2: I got to think about that. Honestly, not a lot. Uh, we just wrapped up Is It Transphobic. Uh, I'm going to be releasing some episodes. That's a podcast that you can listen to where I have invited a number of trans and non-binary folk to talk about media. Uh, we're going to be releasing a few episodes as a like goodbye. It's done. I love it. A Vita zen. Goodbye. I just sort of jumped into that. Um, we are doing that. Uh, I want to shout out my wife, one Hugo uh, for best long form editor. So I'm really proud of her and it's amazing. And That's awesome. yeah. yeah, like, holy crap. Uh, so Diana foe is amazing. Um, check out, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll promote some of her stuff. Check out Realm. Realm is a podcasting and audio narrative company. Uh, listen to Black Friday. It's starring Fred Armisen. Uh, I just finished it. It's really friggin' funny. It's basically just Hellraiser and Evil Dead, but in a, set in a, uh, uh, what do you call it, like a retail environment on Black Friday. Uh, totally awesome. Hell yeah! Yeah, listen to that. I have nothing. Feels to do with wild
1: that. to, feels wild to have like real stuff with pedigree promoted on this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and on that note, I'm John. Don't find me. Other than my Venmo, Venmo, and I am John.
1: Pay the <laughs>
0: We leave you all with a completely unrelated reading from our favorite Reddit user. <laughs> Commenting on the the Reddit post that the NWO Wolfpack makes their entrance at full strength and debut their t- theme on Nitro. Kev Nash shoots on this, responds. I remember riding in the car with Scott one day. We were talking about what was getting over. It was the late 90s, pagers, boy bands, and all that shit was over. I thought about making a pager as part of my gimmick, but Scott said no. Scott goes, Yo, technology changes. Yeah, they're over now, but what about in five years? Scott was right. Scott's smart. He knows if you do anything technology or pop culture, you're risking that bubble popping in a year or two. Then what? Gotta find something else to get over with, and you're back in the fucking car spitballing ideas all over again. I mean, it's just like anything else. You gotta find something that's over, but not too over. During the drive, the sun was setting, snow was flying a bit, and we wanted to call it a day. I remember we took an off-ramp to the gas station, because Scott needed to use the washroom, as he always did. So I'm standing outside the car while Scott's doing his thing. I'm looking around, and it's a wooded area. I mean, once you look beyond those gas station lights, you got the trees and bush, and nothing else. Maybe a McDonald's two miles down the road, but that's it. So I'm leaning on top of the car, because a guy my height, the worst thing you can do is not stretch your legs. I'm leaning on the roof of the car there, scratching my goatee, and Scott comes out. Scott goes, Yo, Kev, you need to stretch your legs more? Why don't you walk to that McDonald's and I'll meet you there. I laughed at F and I said, And what, get jobbed out to wolves? I don't think so. We both laughed, but then it clicked. We both knew right there. Wolves are over. They also work in packs. So you got a fucking gimmick for a stable right there. We got back in the car and started heading for the hotel. I remember next day at the arena, we entered Hulk's dressing room suite. Hulk wasn't sure, but I said, You're still the big fish in the big pond. We'll be on land. It's different. Then Hulk was on board. Scott watched a lot of Discovery Channel in the hotel room. He said there's different wolf packs in a region. I called Sean and pitched him being another wolf pack at the WWF. We could suddenly have two wolf packs on different shows, each representing the top dogs. Sean thought it'd get over, but Vince shot it down. Vince at the time didn't like having more than one dog wrestler on his show. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: that tracks. <laughs> Y'all come back now, you hear?
2: I'm gonna get a pager over, just you wait. Now, now, I'm gonna get a pager.
0: brought to you by the zone network executive produced by owen douglas visit zonecast.com for more shows